I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the Big Match Preview. My name is Louis Mendes and joining me to look ahead to Good Friday's trip up to Doncaster Rovers. First up, uh, we've got the calm analyst of Charlton Live, Mr. Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? All right, mate. Yeah, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. You enjoyed the international break with your beloved Wales... Uh, Chris Gunter's hundred cap as well. Actually, been a been very a big, pleased for him. Big, big, uh, big few days for the for the nation of Wales. They've done all right, to be fair. Held their own against Belgium and then got a, a win last night. So yeah, overall I was pleased. What with was it. the score against Belgium? I have no idea. It was like three one. Ah, so you but, lost. Uh, yeah, they lost. Yeah, but nice to see Johnny again. So back always in, a back pleasure. In the red. Back in the yep. red. <laughs> always nice. And uh, a man who's always in the red, as far as I'm concerned, is Mr. Nathan Muller. How you doing, Nathan? As can, boys. Talking about Wales, nice to see uh, old Johnny play a little Danny Alves role. <laughs> well, did he play at wing back or something? Yeah, yeah. play wing back, absolutely smashed it up. I know, uh, you know, Tom, Tom's going to say he smashes it up anyway, even if he plays rubbish. But listen, he was an absolute bowler out there. Played in the middle yesterday, didn't he, Tom? Absolute yeah. bowler. He's just yeah. like utility man, the Phil Neville. That's what I'm going to call it, the Phil oh, Neville of Wales. I mean, that, that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the sad fact is we, we, we have to admit that he's never going to be as good as Phil Neville. because, <laughs> but, but, but that's where we are right on this evening's uh, big match preview. Then we're going to hear a fair bit from the new boss, Nigel Adkins. Uh, has had a couple of weeks now, hasn't he, with the lads on the training ground. Uh, we'll hear his thoughts ahead of the trip to Doncaster. He'll give us a, a little injury uh, update on the players as well. We'll find out what he's... Uh, uh, how he sees the rest of this season coming up, um, and uh, he tells us a little bit what he about what he did in the international break, and and also what he did during his time out of of the game as well since his last job at, at Hull. Uh, so well, yeah, we'll hear a fair bit from the new boss. A few tweets to look ahead to as well. But I mean, just before we dive in, then we're going to go straight into looking ahead to Donny, Tom. Um, I mean, it's a big game for us. We're you know, irrespective of where we are in the league and our playoff situation, it'd be very interesting to see what Nigel can do with this side now he's had a couple of weeks with him yeah I think we'll obviously hear a little bit about the sort of prep he's done with the team over the international break and we've kind of built up a little rivalry haven't we against Doncaster in, in recent years with the the playoffs and everything and yeah as you say I think we're still despite you know my own thoughts on, on where we are as a team we are still technically and mathematically in the hunt for those playoff places and Nigel coming in, although it wasn't like Bowyer left under a cloud, Nigel coming in has certainly been a breath of fresh air in terms of his positivity and the way he's been on social media. And if he can if he can fire up those players for the last 10 or so games of the season and we can get on a, the good run that we've been sp- speaking about for so long, then there's still every chance of scraping into those places. So, um, yeah, it's, it, look, we've said it quite a few times that there's no easy games you know, in this league this season. Everyone's pretty much of a level. Um, but if we can go there and get a win, we're obviously going to have another week off with the the postponement of Lincoln on Tuesday. So he's got more time to work with the players again. So, uh, yeah, t- to be honest, like I said to you guys just before we came on air, it's just nice to have Charlton back again because it feels like it's been a long time since we last played. Yeah, it certainly does. Nathan, um, you know, a, a chance to to attack this game against the Doncaster side, obviously, who sit... Um, one point above us, a couple of places above us, but with two games in hand as well. So, you know, I mentioned the, the importance of the game for Nigel and, and getting these ideas over to the side. But obviously, if we are to stake a claim for the playoffs this season, then would you go as far as saying this is a must-win game? Um, I think it depends where your, uh, where your expectations lie. I think if we're going to have any hope of getting in the playoffs, then uh, yeah, it is really... Uh, for me, I'm still in the same light. Listen, if we make playoffs, brilliant. Um, if we don't, 
we've got a big rebuilding job to do. Um, but it's going to be a tough game. You know, they've they started the season really well, didn't they? And um, obviously, ever since Omar Bogle joined them in January, they've lost fifty percent of their games since then. So I don't know. I'm not saying there's a correlation, but it's just a coincidence. He's been too busy doing that <laughs> rapping that we saw the other day. I don't know if anyone saw that on Twitter. Omar Bogle's taken up a new career. Oh yeah, looks like it. Yeah, shame he couldn't sort of wrap his foot around the ball and get some goals for us. But nice, mind, nice. Oh, with with uh, anyway, spinning rhythms like that, Nate, you should be doing some <laughs> rapping. <laughs> That's a prime opportunity to get the old Andy Andrew Cross sort of rapping sort of. Uh, <laughs> noise, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, no, it's gonna be difficult. It's gonna be a difficult game. They've got some good players, but they're on. Um, they, they, I think they've lost a few games recently, and I remember they went on a mad run and. Um, I done I done a um, like a show with a, a YouTube show and they had a Doncaster fan on. They were flying at the time and they thought they were going to finish top two. And then ever since then they've just crashed and burned. And um, but they're still hanging in there. So that that beginning part of the season has you know made, uh, got the points and the board and, and stood them in good stead. So um, yeah, going to be difficult. But I'm not going to be looking at it if we lose the game. Like any game, I'm going to be disappointed. But I'm not going to be jumping out of a window or anything like that. Mm, yeah, five games without a win for Doncaster Rovers. Of course, they lost their manager, Darren Moore, to Sheffield Wednesday. And now Andy Butler is in charge of Donny, of course, uh, a man who used to be managed by Nigel Adkins at Scunthorpe United. So let's hear the new Addicts boss thoughts on coming up against one of his former charges. Yes, fantastic. He's a what fantastic guy he is. Great character, real good person. As you said, when he was starting off as a youngster, I was the, uh, the physiotherapist at Scunthorpe United. So obviously he's uh, come through that department. And then when I was the manager as well, he was, uh, he was one of the key players for us. And it's great to see him involved in management now. I know he was doing a lot with Doncaster ladies. And now he's obviously been playing as well. But now he's, he's stepped up to the management role. In fact, before I joined here, you know, we'd actually had a few conversations on the phone as well just to uh, just be a bit of support for him. But... Um, Obviously, I'll speak to him before and after the game now, but um, you know, I've not spoke to him since I've joined Charlton. What advice did you give him at the time, though? Because I know when he was captain at Doncaster, he said that managers such as yourself inspire him in the managerial world. Yeah, listen, no, he's, he's got to be himself. He's got to find his way. But I, I suppose one of the things we talked about at the very beginning was just he's going to get bombarded with loads of different things. It is a different structure. It's how he looks after himself. You know, from you know, exercise, nutrition, sleep, his well-being to try and deal with the the um, the many situations he's going to be placed within, because it's totally different from being a player. It's totally different from being a coach. There's so many other things that go on, and it's just how he can, you know, look after himself um, through that point of view. So. And when you were managing him, did you expect him to go down the managerial route then as well? First of all, listen, he's a, he's a good person, first of all. You know, he's had a, a good career and he has been managing um, Doncaster ladies. You know, so it's uh, from that point of view, you are seeing that it is, you know, the natural transition from playing into coaching and obviously the, the, the management situation has arisen now. So I think it's great for him. And for the pair of you, it's a massive game in terms of pushing for those playoff spots, isn't it? Just one point separating the two of you at the moment. Yes, we've come in. Obviously, we can't affect anybody else. All we can look to do is affect the next game that we're playing. You know, obviously, teams have played more or less games than us. So, we've, um, you know, there's a disparity in, in league games at the moment. So, points totals will probably change. But you've got a rough idea that, you know, there's so many points you've got to get to get in the playoff positions anyway. So, um, you know, we've, we know we haven't got that many games that we can... Um, drop points in to to achieve that. But for me, it's all about coming in and just working on the process of our performance. And if we get our performance right and we keep working on that, we give ourselves a better opportunity to win games. We've had a good time to work with the players now for uh, without a game. Uh, we've obviously got Doncaster coming up on Friday. Um, we've had a couple of epic battles with them the last time we met them in, in League One, of course. Um, how's the squad looking uh, as you prepare for that? Specifically, Connor, is he... Is he match fit now or um, Ryan Innes is another one who's, who was on his way back OK important I mean Connor Washington's not going to be available for selection he'll miss the, the Easter programme um, but he's responding you know as well as could be expected with the injury that he had Ryan Innes came through a game uh, he had a good 60 minutes against Brentford's B team on uh, I 
can't remember what day it was, the end of last week, Thursday it might have been. Um, so that's positive and he's trained with us all week. So that's good as, as he progresses his levels of fitness. And we've had one or two other lads who played in the Brentford game as well who had recovered from injury. So um, you know, we're pleased with that. The one, you know, the big miss will be Connor. He's not going to be available for the game. I think that's that's fair to say. And obviously we've had um, Liam Miller, who's returned. He's been in the training ground this morning, having been away with Canada on international duty. The, the sunshine of Florida, I think he was in. Is that right? It was something like that. He's got a nice bit of glow on him. But then again, we had some great sun yesterday, didn't we? So I think a lot of people have got a bit of sunshine yesterday. As I say, Chrissy Gunter has come back. He's trained this morning with us after you know, collecting his 100th cap. Um, so they're the two internationals that have been away. And obviously, Connor didn't uh, travel with Ireland. Um, you know, and everybody else's. You know, I've been pleased with the way the lads have responded and, and worked over this, this last 13 days. As I said. There we go, Nigel, speaking about coming up against Andy Butler and, of course, uh, giving us that all-important team news uh, ahead of uh, Good Friday's trip. Uh, up to Doncaster Rovers. Don't forget, it's a 12.30 kickoff. The game's on Sky, so they won't be able to stream it uh, on Valley Pass unless you're in a, a couple of countries, but not, not the UK. Um, so you'll need to try and get hold of, uh, of Sky Sports somehow to watch that game. Um, yeah, the big news from a Charlton point of view, Tom Connor Washington missing out. You know, we saw him going off injured uh, in that game against Wimbledon six months ago, it feels like. But <laughs> our last time out, he went off early, didn't he? And uh, uh, he's, he's not going to play any part in what was called the Easter programme. But now, obviously, our game against Lincoln's been called off due to a uh, COVID situation with the Imps. So um, no, no game on Tuesday, but a game on Friday without Connor Washington. And he could be a big miss for us. I think he'll be a massive miss. Yeah, I think particularly over the last few weeks, we've seen the impact that he he can have on this team. Uh, not just his goals, but his work rate and the way he runs the channels. You know, he's very different to the the other forwards that we've got, I would suggest. So, yeah, he's going to be a huge loss. And, and as you say, with the game off next week, I think the, the comfort that I'm taking from it is it's just going to be that one game that he misses. Um, same with Ryan Innes as well. You know, like I spoke about before, it gives players like that a chance to play their way back to, to fitness, hopefully. And you would hope that Washington will be all right come the weekend after as well um, because he's a big player for us. But, you know, opposite to that, it gives somebody like Ronnie, who I think got some minutes, didn't he, against the Brentford B team um, behind closed doors the other day. Maybe he'll get a chance because uh, I'd be interested. I know his, his form hasn't been brilliant. He hasn't really, you know, got got started under us, but he hasn't had a huge amount of opportunities. You know, coming on in the 88th minute week after week, he, he's not had a huge amount uh, are there so maybe if we go with an Anike or a Stockley uh, and Ronnie alongside maybe it gives him a chance to play himself into form so yeah obviously I, I would like Washington out there because we know how well he's done but at the same time as I say it gives an opportunity to some of the others and and with Stockley and Anike they're both obviously been very good for us in good form just consistently throughout this season so yeah it's it is a big miss, but I don't think it's one that we can't recover from, that's for sure. Mm, yeah, I mean, which way do you see that going then? Nate Stockley and the Nikkei up top, uh, Ronnie coming in to play alongside one of them? Um, I mean, personally, I'd like to see Ronnie giving a go, apart from the three-minute cameos he gets. Um, I think it's it's plain to see that he can finish. I just think every game, like the game he started, <clears throat> I can't remember which game it was, but I remember it was a horrible day. And he can't get in the game because it's not his style. It wasn't his type of game. Similar to when Smith played, it weren't his game and he couldn't get in. Similar to when we played Dylan Levitt, which I think was, I think it was Northampton. I think it was. They're just not those, they wasn't suited for the the occasion and the the um, circumstances and the weather and that. But hopefully he can get a run because you can see he's got the, he can finish, you know. Um, and I think, and you know, Chuck's as, as well as he's good as good as he's been when he's come off the bench and when he started, I think he's more effective off the bench. So um, I'd like Ronnie to be given a go. Uh, personally, it wouldn't surprise me if we were playing on Tuesday, if obviously we aren't now, but if he would have started one of those games anyway, because of the quick turnaround. But yeah, I'm with Tommy. I'd like, it'd be interesting to see if Ronnie gets, gets some minutes and hopefully he can and um, at least have a chance. Cause he hasn't really had a fair bite of cherry for me. Mm, yeah. And we're hearing that Ryan Innes has obviously been back in training um, this week, he again played some some minutes himself against against Brentford. Um, you know, Nigel not really giving much away in terms of whether he's going to be fit enough to to come in, Tom. But I mean, if he is, does he come straight in? Obviously, we've seen 
again a mistake at the back against uh, against Wimbledon from Akin Fainway, but from a player who most would consider, I think, uh, a safe pair of hands. So I don't think you'd drop him after that. And um, PSC's come back in and, and and played well over the last few games when, when obviously we know he's had a a tough time of it at, uh, in periods this season. So I mean, do you think that's a that, that that's not a change you're desperate to make and no no re- re- real reason to rush Ryan back at at this moment in time? It's not like you know, we're, we're making as many mistakes as we were a few weeks ago, hopefully. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I've said plenty of times this season that I'm not one for, for changing the back four unless you have to. So I think I'd like to keep them the same. I think where I've said it, obviously, if you concede three or four goals or something like that, you might want to change it. But as you said, the goal we conceded, uh, the Wimbledon game, was was of our own doing. And I, I don't think you're going to drop Fanwo for that, although it's slightly double standards because if... I think if Oshelaja did it and it was under Boya, he probably would be out the side. But I think with Famwo, just overall, you probably chalk that up as a as a one-off as opposed to something that he perhaps does a bit more often. So uh, personally, I, I agree with you. I think keep it the same for now. Maybe if Ryan's fit enough, put him on the bench. You know, if we're 1-0 up, we're looking to protect that lead for the last 10 minutes, bring him on as an additional defender, let him play himself back into fitness and... We've got a lot of games in the running with the Lincoln one being rearranged as well. We're going to have two games, maybe even three games some weeks. So it's going to be relentless for the last month of the season. So we're going to need him at some point. I can't imagine that Fanway and Pierce are going to get through every game unscathed. So he's got plenty of time to play himself back in. So I think, yeah, probably stay the same. But again, it's just nice to have those options again. Nice to have people fit. Maybe it's come too late given uh, where we are in the in the league. But as I say, we are still in the hunt. Um and if he is able to play a part in that, then obviously that's very exciting as well. So, yeah, well, I, I would probably keep it the same for uh, for Friday's game. Mm, yeah, Nathan. I mean, what what would you like to see change in terms of mentality from from uh, from a Nigel Adkins side? Now, obviously, when we spoke to him after that that game at Wimbledon, I think he sort of implied he doesn't really want to see him playing out from the back to the extent that we saw against the Dons. <laughs> you know, obviously that mistake from from Fainway. But I mean, do you think over over the course of two weeks, you know, someone who's done a little bit of, of, of coaching badges and stuff, that would you, you do you think um, that that's enough time to really start to impart your message upon a new team? Uh, I mean, he's had a bit of time. I mean, you know, you've got some players that have, have gone away on international duty, but they're quite senior pros anyway. Look at Chris Gunner. He's going to be able to slot back in. It's not like he's not going to settle back into any ethos that, uh, have any trouble settling into any force that Nigel's tried instilling. I think if he looks at it, if Nigel looks at it, he does, you know, like Tom said earlier, to set the game against Wimbledon, it is our own doing, really. And it's just, do we need to do it? I mean, and if you are going to play it short, then the way we said on the post-match anyway, it looked like they were going to launch it anyway. So then why are you going to do that to launch it for then your back line to get up? You're just inviting your own pressure on. So... To do, to go short on those goal kicks, it means you're going to at least build it out and go to your fullback. But we was never Fambo on that side. He was face. He had his back to the right back, so he was never going to go that way anyway. So it seemed pointless. But I think Nigel will probably just look at see what we've got and just try and play to our strengths a little bit more. Um, whether that means we go direct, which we've done in games. Like I think the game against Wimbledon, we started off so brightly. Started with a lot of width, we had a lot of pace, and we were we were successful. And then we seemed to just be really narrow and just went more direct, and it wasn't working. Um, whether or not that was Nigel trying to see if we can go that way or not, or trying to nullify Wimbledon. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to take more than a a week or so to, to you know to to instill he's you know the way he wants to play because. It's so. It's only so much training you can do. You you need matches. You need matches to put it into practice. And but he'll probably tweak things here and there. And the good thing is, is have you got a clean slate? Um, I know we've Deji's been, you know, been under fire in recent weeks, well, probably all season to be fair. But um, he's got a, he's got a clean slate. Alex Gilby's coming back in. So I forgot about him. So I don't know. He might spring some surprises and try and instill his way of playing. Yeah, certainly. Right, obviously, I mentioned uh, Andy Butler in at Doncaster. I said they'd gone five without a win. They've actually only won two in the last 12 as well. They had back-to-back home wins at the start of March against Pompey and Plymouth, both 2-1. But before that, they'd gone uh, another five or six games without winning. So they're they're obviously on on a difficult run. Um, How important do you think it is that we, we sort of start on the front foot? Tom, do you think Nigel goes there with a game plan to soak it up a little bit, you know, early doors? You know, we're well aware that they have got some... 
dangerous players up front. They've also got Omar Bogle up front. Um, you know, so they've got the, the the whole the whole mix there. Yeah, I think it seems to me pretty certain that that Bogle's going to score against us. Probably some thirty yard worldy into the top corner, but. I think, to me, it's been the story of our season that when we've started quick, which doesn't seem to have happened too often, but when it has, I would say largely we've we've gone on to win the game or certainly not lose the game. Um, and when we've fallen behind, maybe not even just this season, but when we've fallen behind in recent seasons, our ability to come back and turn that around has been few and far between. I think when we did it a couple of weeks ago, it was the first time since, since Wembley, I think, since going 1-0 down and turning it around. So... Yeah, it, it's a difficult one, but I think those stats kind of speak for themselves. We've got to be on the front foot, um, and, and we should be trying to take the game to them. I know it's away from home, but they are on a poor run of form, and we've got a squad that's that's good enough to, to get a result there. So I think we have to go there and think that. Um, obviously, the international break may have given them a chance to reset, but... Uh, yeah, that's just the way I would like to see it. I don't know enough about Nigel yet to know what sort of a manager he is, whether he is cautious, whether he is pragmatic or or whether he's a bit gung-ho. Um, obviously, I know him from his, his time at Southampton and stuff. I just can't, can't necessarily remember it. So what he does with this group of players over the next 10 games, I think will be very interesting to see because we saw him against, Wimbledon. I think it was the Wimbledon times didn't he to just try things out and see what was working um and hopefully he's now got a clearer idea based on that game based on the Brentford B team based on training got an idea of how he wants to play this squad and so hopefully the rotation that he uses going forwards will purely be from a a sense of trying to win the game as opposed to anything else so I'm interested to see how he sets up but I definitely don't think we should fear Doncaster at all it's a game we can go and win Excellent stuff. Let's have a look at some of the tweets that have come in then. Uh, I asked you guys what you'd like to see the Addicts do differently uh, this weekend. Uh, Wellesley just said, I want to see him win uh, for a change. Yeah, we uh, don't win back-to-back games, do we? But we are um, uh, you know, we didn't win the last one, so that means we've got a better chance of winning this one, I guess. Uh, CFC said, not starting Prattley and Watson would be a good start. I mean, Nath, obviously we haven't seen that last couple of games now. I mean, can you see that being something that, that um, Nigel might be tempted to revert to? Um, possibly. I mean, the only, I think I've said on the show many a time, I think as much as the experience is good, I think when you play them two together, unless, unless you're going to rely, you know, heavily on, on the width in, in, you know, like a, you know, DJ or, and Liam, and then them two sit, it could possibly work, but I can't see them working in a diamond too well. I just think, I know Prattley gets about the pitch and, you know, and Watson stops the play and is, you know, plays the simple passes and tries to dictate the tempo a bit, but I just find it, it just nullifies us. It restricts us a little bit, in my opinion. I just think we've got so many good players on the ball, um, especially with Gilby coming back now, who, you know, he's not hit the heights that he probably wanted to. And obviously injury has hampered it. But even if you look at, you know, Jake, Alvey, uh, Shinny, you know, Smith, you know, Smith's good on the ball. And I just think when we play those two there, it can be quite negative. Um, and I think probably one or the other, when when, he, when they first joined, I thought it was going to be a rotational thing with, with those two. One will come in and the other will sit out and vice versa. But um, they see they're, they're good players, they're just different. Um, but I just think it limits us in, 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 the, in the final third when we play both of them. So it all depends on what he wants. I mean, if we were playing maybe a, a team in form, um, who are really strong down the middle of the pitch, maybe someone like a Sunderland, um, then I could probably see why um, if they played him as, as two sitters. And then you had the three expansive ones with the Shinny and Liam and DJ or Albie or whatever. I could understand it. But again, like we've, we've all said, I mean, they're not exactly firing on all cylinders, Doncaster. So I'd be di- a bit disappointed, <clears throat> excuse me, if he did go down that road. But... Listen, he works with them every day and he's obviously a qualified, a very a very able manager in this league. Yeah, certainly he is. Uh, he's probably covered as much yardage with his morning walks as well as Darren Prattley does during a game as well because Darren, we know, uh, likes to get about the pitch. Right? One of the fittest players uh, in the squad. Right, Andy uh, says uh, we should stop conceding silly goals. Uh, McGinnow says a decisive win. No scrabbling around at the end and not conceding a goal in the last throws 
of the game. Charlton fan says we should not pass the ball back to Amos every time we take a goal kick. They need to hold the ball up and then smash it up to Stockley and play Anike. And then Gordon says it'll be interesting to see how Adkins set them up. Since he took over, seems he's mostly let Jacko set the team and tactics up. Uh, which isn't too dissimilar to Bowyer Ball. Exciting uh, end to the season, hopefully regardless of what happens. Excellent stuff. Right, let's have a quick break here on Charlton Live, the big match preview. When we come back, we're going to hear a bit more from the new Addicts boss, Nigel Adkins. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. to win the header from the goal kick and then Washington and Stockley combine it's back with Washington can he get the ball in the box he can to Stockley no just beyond him finds Miller though will he take the shot he does and it's the goal John take the lead 17 and a half minutes gone and a fully deserved one of that yeah totally agree Tell this time they make MK Dons pay John pressed really really well in his opening 17 minutes we spoke about the opportunities they should have created and nearly had one through Darren Bratley just a minute ago this time the ball on the right side, lovely ball in from Washington. And again, an overload on the left-hand side. Stockley could have got it. Instead, he leaves it for Liam Miller. And that's a lovely finish from the Liverpool Loney. Charlton Live. Well, welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. A day early this week because, of course, the game is on Good Friday, coming up to the Easter break, which we're all uh, looking forward to. We will have a a show on Easter Sunday. Uh, I haven't told you lads yet, but yeah, there's no no Easter bonus or anything like that for working a bank holiday. But yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. Um, And uh, yeah, so on Sunday, we'll be looking back at the game against Doncaster. We're also going to get over to the game... Um, between uh, Charlton Athletic women and London Bees because the Addicts just need a point to secure uh, safety in the Championship. So I'm going to get over and report on that and we'll get some reaction to that game uh, on Sunday's show as well. I mean, Tom, just quickly on the women's team, you will, you will, I know you watched my uh, my commentary at, at Palace. I broke, you know, wrestled my way into the stadium to do some commentary to, against the wishes of, of the home side, it turned out. But um, yeah, what, I mean, what did you make of it? They've, they've, they've gone only, what, one defeat in six now, I think, or seven? Um, mainly draws, so only one win in that time. But they, they've put themselves in a really good chance now. Karen Hills is coming in and, and hoping with a, with a result on Sunday that they can secure that championship status for next season now. Yeah, I was I was impressed with them. I saw a bit of the game uh, the weekend as well against. I think that was against London Bees as well, wasn't London, it? Um, London City. That was London City. Okay, no, sorry. Yeah, London City. Yeah. So uh, it's difficult because I've seen them a couple of times live recently. I know you and I did some comms against. That was against Palace uh, last year, and we've seen them a couple of times when we've kind of sponsored them. And I think when they've been in the division below, or even a little bit at the start of last season before they made wholesale changes, they were an exciting team to watch, very attacking, full of confidence. And obviously, they've had a difficult time over the last year or so and and struggled a little bit. And you can tell that this is a team almost starting to rebuild. Um, So they seemed a lot more pragmatic. Um, But they 
you know, they defended really well in both games and, and really looked to create. And they look like they're now starting to put, put something together again. As you say, they've started to get on a good run again. Results have improved. Um, and, you know, they're not the free goal score inside that they were when they had someone like a Eliza Dupi or a, a Kit Graham up front. But but they'll get there. And, and I think the building blocks are in place now. Obviously, Thomas has taken over. Um, they've brought in the new manager as well, a new head coach. So, uh, you know, I can see positive signs going forward. It's just so important that they just stay up and survive this year, which, as you say, if, if results go the right way at the weekend, they're, they're going to be very close to doing. Um, and I just hope that, that we get the opportunity to start going back down there again. Because I think, as you said on the comms, you know, it's it's such a good opportunity to to go out and watch them play. It's always good fun being down there. So, um, yeah, it was good to have the opportunity to see them on, on Valley Pass. Uh, and I think the YouTube, one of the games, and, and Valley Pass, the other, get that exposure for them. Um, and as you say, hopefully an, another good result at the weekend and they're going to be a step closer to survival, which is is the key aim for this season, I suspect. Lovely stuff. Right, one man who was in attendance at Hayes Lane for that uh, one-all draw with Palace uh, last week was uh, Mr. Nigel Atkins, the Addicts boss. Now, he had his uh, press day today. We already heard a little bit of him looking ahead to the game uh, with, uh, with with Doncaster Rovers on Friday. Uh, but he was asked by Benji Nurek today um, if, if he was aware of Charlton historically tending to play quite well against sides higher up in the division, but that not really been uh, the case so far this season. Of course, we've lost to Hull. Uh, we've lost at Peterborough. 0-0 draw. Uh, with Sunderland, Lincoln, we got beat by Portsmouth. We got beat at home, one away. Uh, Blackpool, uh, same same results there. So and Doncaster, obviously at home, we got we got beat quite quite handily uh, by them. So our record against the top six or seven hasn't been very good this season. So Nigel was asked about that and the fact that obviously Charlton are still yet yet to play quite a lot of the sides in and around that top seven or eight in between now and the end of the season. And those results, obviously will play a massive part in whether we can get into the playoffs this year. From my point of view, I've been here for 13 days. I can't control anything that's happened in the past. You know, you can be aware of it, which is important. I mean, I'm, when was the last time you were in the Premier League? Quite a few years ago now, 2007-ish. But uh, and then last okay. season in the Championship, some very good results against the best teams. Yeah, so it's good. So, so anyway, anyway, moving forward, it, it's really exciting that through... The games that we've got coming up, they're virtually all in teams that are probably above us in the league. So what's a great opportunity to test ourselves and see if we can take points off them and give ourselves points to catch them. So that's really exciting. As I said, from my point of view, it's a new league. You know, we're looking at it, boom, it's a new league, nine games to go. You know, we are we've got to find a way to get ourselves in that sixth position, you know. If we win on against Doncaster, I believe we go fifth. You know, so there's an opportunity there for us. However, I'm aware other teams have got games to go and play. So there'll be a disparity in that uh, as we go along. But for me, it's just a, it's a fresh start. It's a new league. It's a fresh league. This is where we are. How can we get the best out of all of us? Rowing in the same direction, pulling in the same direction to try and affect the next game. Get our performance right. And we can keep working on that. We give ourselves an opportunity to win the game. Keep, keep the season alive for the playoffs. Perfect. And just, just quickly, lastly, from me, so do you think then the best way to approach those games, and it seems like it based on just everything about you, is to go in with an excitement of this is an opportunity to actually do something as opposed to a nervousness of, oh, this is kind of our last chance. Oh, without shadow of a doubt, it's a great opportunity. You know, we talk about it and maybe at the start of the season, the football club and all the supporters of the football club were thinking, will we actually see the season out? So all of this is a big bonus. You've now got a, you know, an owner who's set a wonderful long-term vision. You know, so that's really exciting. You know, getting to know him seems to be building a relationship, really exciting as well. Uh, and all the support, can't wait to meet the supporters. That's been one of the big things because like everybody, we, we've not had the opportunity, but I'm really looking forward to, to doing that and engaging with everybody. But it's an opportunity. And what have we got to lose? So I look at what we've got to lose. So let's try and be as positive as we can. We have to go and get points on the board. We have to win games. So we know that. But let's break it down. How can we get our performance right to give ourselves an opportunity to go? Nigel Atkins then, Nathan, sees this very much as an opportunity rather than something to be feared. And that very much sums up how Nigel Atkins sees everything, I think. 
Yeah, of course. I think it's a good <clears throat> good way of being, a good positive attitude. I mean, if he comes in and goes, no, nah, you know, it's going to be a disappointing opportunity. It's going to be a dull end of the year, and you know, you don't really. <laughs> don't really tug at the heartstrings or anything, does it? You know, so um, yeah, I think it is a good opportunity, and I, I, I think probably where we are in the league now, we've obviously got that glimmer of hope, but I don't think many people are hanging on to it anymore, as we probably was, and I was at the beginning, sort of <clears throat> when that when we had that run, and probably got a bit over uh, ambitious or over excited, rather not over ambitious. Um, so yeah, it's it's a, it's a good opportunity. Is it's it's a time for people to you know we've got people out of contract we've got a new manager in we've got people you know they can start to impress um, so I think it's just a it's a fresh start a clean slate for everyone and um, it's a chance for everyone to show what what they can do and what they want to be part of this journey which is going to be a big summer um, and it's a chance for everyone to jump on board the uh, I was going to say the <clears throat> the banter bus then but it's not really a banter bus but it's going to be a good good journey hopefully next year and um, I'm seeing it as a positive and it's actually nice now um, for me not sort of stressing about it I just think I'm just you know whatever happened will happen this season um, if we get in the playoffs don't get me wrong I'm going to be buzzing but if we don't I'm not it's not going to ruin my summer put it that way because you know England's going to win the Euros and, and it's going to be great <laughs> yeah, that's the spirit. I mean, Nathan's obviously brought into that that positivity there. Do you, is that an outlook you like? You like Tom? I'm just trying to think of trying to apply it to my own life. Like when some idiot crashed his car and it went through my front my front wall a few months ago. Rather than saying, "Oh no, I've I've had my, my wall knocked down," I should be like, oh, "This is an opportunity to build a new wall." I mean, if you're saying to him, "Go and make the most of the day now," and sending him off with a smile on your face, I think that might be a bit too much, but. I think it does make a difference and I've said it a couple of times since Adkins has come in that Sangard's been very pointed in making the the case for, for Adkins' positivity and obviously Boya wasn't that all the time. You know, he didn't or certainly didn't show it uh, to the media. Um, didn't show, well, you, you, know, you can only imagine what he was like behind, clo- behind closed doors in. Exactly, exactly. And there were, there were rumours of fallings out and obviously we know the type of player he was in terms of a hothead. So... I think he's got a very different style of manager in and I'm sure there is intention behind that and I don't think there's a Charlton fan around who who could deny that you know the positivity when he posts those videos in the morning is infectious um and if that rubs off on the players if it becomes a you know Sparrows Lane becomes a nice place to be and a fun place to be then that is going to that is uh, can only be a positive thing um and obviously you don't want the players too relaxed like Nath and I are in terms of the playoffs. You know, I'm sure they all still believe that there's some something to get. But if the pressure's maybe slightly off, then then they might sort of free themselves up and play a bit more expansive football. So, yeah, I, I certainly don't think it's a bad thing. As I say, how much of an impact it has on them, I, I'm not sure. But it, it certainly can't be a negative. Yeah, the I mean, the form of sides above us at the moment i'm just trying to just trying to look at the form table you know in, in the last eight games um there's only a handful of sides that have won four or above there's so milton Keynes, fleetwood jills burton hull and sunderland so you know because because i think part of of what charlton fans will be hoping for is the fact that the teams above us and around us aren't going on these these barnstorming runs and therefore if we do go on one, we'll pick it up. And, you know, just looking looking at some of those sides around us, I think obviously Blackpool and sides like that are having little late bursts towards the playoffs. But there's the, the tiredness is going to set in soon. I mean, we've got to make sure that we can take advantage of it. Obviously, we're going to have our own problems now with that Lincoln game being put off. But it, it, there's, there is a little bit, and I know it's not something you're allowed to say as, a, you know, you, you can only concentrate on yourselves. But... You, at the back of my mind, as I always do, I'm always more confident of other teams slipping up than us, <laughs> us doing doing stuff, Nath. I mean, that that, that is going to come into play between now and the end of the season. Yeah, it always does. Every single year it does. I think Sunderland have gone on a mental run of form. And um, <clears throat> if I'm if I'm being honest, I hope they do go up, really. Because um, obviously, if, hey, because what I think we've always had, we've got on well with them. And also, if we get them in the playoffs... Is it going to be three in a row? I don't know about that. But, um, yeah, that, it, you're always going to have ups and downs in the season. Um, and like you say, Blackpool are doing really well at the moment. Um, and obviously, because they started slowly and then they've sort of picked it up again. So there's going to be so many games and so many opportunities for um, <clears throat> for points to be won and lost. I mean, even look at Wimbledon. 
You know, we was more or less first half in control and then threw the game away. And it's like, you know, that doesn't just happen to us. I know it seems like it because we obviously don't watch other teams as much, but it can happen to anyone. It can, anyone, Doncaster were flying, as we know, and now, now they're on a, a weird, weird run of form. Oxford were down near the bottom at the beginning of the season. Now they're right up there. So anything can happen. So it only takes a goal to, only takes a second score a goal rather. So there's going to be so many twists and turns. And if we're going to be in the midst of it and become being involved and, and put a little run together, which I know, you know, especially on Valley Pass, you know, Scott Minto and Curbs have said so many times, but it's true because this league, no one's really pulling away really that much. And um, if we can keep ourselves in it, we're, you know, we we might start getting a couple of game a game in hand, or they might start evening out um, after Tuesday because everyone else will be playing. Um, but like you say, I know it's it's boring, it's cliche, but we can only focus on the next game and see where it takes us. And if we end up in the playoffs, then um, it'd be crazy. I just imagine the, imagine though, like we're sitting here now in the end of March, going, yeah, well, you know. And then we end up going up in the playoffs, like absolutely smashing it. Like it would just be mental <laughs> if just, we actually went up. Yeah. It'd be insane. Yeah, especially I'm getting married the day before the, the <laughs> final as well, so I'll be going from getting married on the day before, going to Wembley, and then the day after going on my honeymoon. So that could be a good week. How <laughs> I mean, mental? Yeah. I mean, how much how much of a different sort of mentality is it now that we've we've dropped out of the playoffs again? Yeah, we're seeing those sides starting to catch up. We still do have. Uh, you know, mainly sides who have played more than us, although we actually have a game in hand on a couple of them now, which makes a nice change. But obviously there's sides above us who um, who have still played two fewer. And we will be in a situation now, Tom, where we're chasing rather than waiting to see how far behind we end up. I mean, do you think that'll make things different for us? Bear in mind, of course, we're playing these sides that we know we haven't actually done too well against so far this season. I don't read too much into it myself. I don't think the players pay a lot of attention to the table throughout the season. Um, and obviously you'd rather be in it um, than not. But, it, you know, we've got to play all those teams, as you say. And I think, as maybe Nath mentioned earlier, we've got to look at it as an opportunity rather than, a, you know, oh, these teams are better than us and we've got a bad record against them. We've got to look at it as, well, there's the chance to, to take six points effectively from a lot of those games. And... You know, if we were to beat even, I don't know, win five of the running games, but they're all against teams around us, the impact that that's going to have on, on the position in the league is going to be huge. And as you say, I think we'd all, like a lot of fans do, when you look at your, your own team and everybody around you has got games in hand, you automatically add six points to all of their totals because you assume they're all going to win their games in hand. And, and it hasn't been the case. So we're not in as bad a position as we could be. Um, as you said there, the runs that, the, you know, I, I have a, an accumulator usually on League One um, and I've gone for kind of the top six or seven teams in the past few weeks and it's not just been let down by one team each week, it's almost all of them every single week. So it shows that the consistency across the board at the top of the table is just not there at the moment. As you say, you get a team that goes on a good run for four or five games and then they drop off and somebody else does it. So... You know, we've got as much chance as anybody. Do I think we're going to get there? No, I've been pretty consistent on that since probably late November, early December. But like Nath, I'm not going to complain if we do get there. And I think we've got as much chance as anybody else. I think just like, I mean, look, just coming on that one as well, like our next three games, we're all playing everyone who's chasing a playoff spot. And I think if I remember, what, a couple of months ago, remember when like the games in hand on other teams were like crazy and we were going, oh, well, you know, at Quinton Stanley, you've got like four or five games in hand over us and look what's happened to them. So I think it just shows that anything can happen. I mean, to be fair, Blackpool and... Uh, if you know if they've got two in us, two in hand on us or whatever, so they could pull away. But it just shows that anything can happen. So I think it's like Tom, if we just get too caught up on it, um, because if the flip goes ha happens and then we start getting games in hand, do we sit there and go, well, well they're guaranteed six points? We don't. So <laughs> no, that's because we've seen us play this season, mate. We ain't seen the other ones play as much. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent stuff. Well, let's have a break. We're going to hear from uh, Big Nige one more time in the last part of the show, but we'll be back here on Charlton Live in 30 seconds.
ball inside. That's a good ball to find Shinny. It's a lovely Great first ball. touch. And Shinny reverse ball finds Washington, who's through on goal. Connor Washington. After 31 minutes, it's a lovely assist from Andrew Shinney. We have to be honest, John haven't really been in the game that much in the opening 31 minutes, but it just took one passage of decent play. Firstly from Gunther, there's a ball forward. Shinney with the control, it's a lovely control. And the reverse ball to find Washington, who kept his composure and fired beyond Eastwood. Well, welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the uh, the big match preview ahead of our Easter Friday game. I just I was just thinking actually, Tom, it's ironic, isn't it, that we are we started the show, you know, as as we have quite a lot of shows talking about Johnny Williams because it is Easter and he does actually look like a giant egg, doesn't he? So is that is that why you think of him? As soon as you started talking, then I wondered where that was going. <laughs> it, it had Connor Washington style President joke vibes. But uh, no, I don't really think of him as an egg. No, I think uh, of him as a as a little cherub. Have you seen? But, um, also, go on now. Uh, also, on on the, on, like, on Johnny Williams. Well, I don't be like that. I just wanted to know. Does I wonder what the if it's actually possible that Johnny Williams' private masseur or physiotherapist is the Rochdale? Um, is it the Rochdale physio or? You know the one that no, looks it's me. like him. It's me. Oh, Shrewsbury. I'm, I'm, his yeah. private, I'm his private massage. Do you reckon, imagine them two both in a room, like, getting massaged by each other, or... Actually, this is the wrong show, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> be, like, be like a massage parlour in a house of mirrors, but I've, I've <laughs> taken this... Uh, we've taken this uh, idea way too far, and I, I'm actually now mm. quite confused. Have you, have you seen that Connor Washington's joined Twitter now? So I can actually DM him my joke every day, yeah. and I have been. He blocked I me. see it the other. I did see that the other day. If you have you actually sent it yet? No, come on. I, 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 say, I, I think I think it's add a, him to the people that have blocked you. Yeah, step too far. To, yeah, I've been I've been blocked by some big names this week. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's uh, that, that's one to wait for. I think I think the day I'll give up is when Nigel Nigel Adkins, the most the happiest man on Twitter, sees fit to block me or something. <laughs> uh, right, let's hear from the happiest man on Twitter and indeed the world. Uh, one more time. Obviously, it's been uh, an international break. Uh, he's had a chance to sit down with his squad. Uh, he was asked today, you know, how, how he's feeling now after this little bit of time with his squad. And also, uh, you'll hear the second half of it. Obviously, he had that time off. Um, what, 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 what he sort of learned during his time outside the game? Because, you know, often you get people saying, oh, he's been out of the game for however long. Is he a bit past it? But Nigel sees it uh, very differently. So let's hear from the Ad- Addicts boss one more time. First of all, talking about what he's done. Uh, with this, uh, this this last couple of weeks during the international break. Yeah, listen, I mean, from my point of view, it's a fresh start. We've been in, we've been at the football club now for 13 days. You know, we've had several training sessions on the uh, on the grass with the players. You know, in the meeting rooms, just trying to build in. And again, I only knew um, Chrissy Gunter, who's just had 100 caps for Wales. So that's fantastic. So Chrissy Gunter was the the only player that I knew. Obviously, having uh, been a player with us at uh, Reading many years ago, and I met Jed Roddy once eight years ago. So uh, for me, trying to get to know everybody, building relationships, it's, uh, I think we've utilised our time well in this very short space of time to do that. Um, but likewise, you're always going to get measured on results, I suppose. But for me, we're just trying to work on the performance to try and keep improving that. And, you know, we're, we're, we, are, we are one club, so it's how we all come together and um, keep moving forward together like that. Uh, finally from him, Nigel, I just wonder then, obviously, what potential you see in this group at the minute with so much to play for between now and the end of the season as well? Well, you just said it there, the potential with so much to play for between now and the end of the season. There's a lot of players who are out of contract. You know, I want to make sure that we are one club, you know, for the pathway for the youngsters to come through, pathway for the coaches to come through. You know, we've got the ladies' team as well, the women's team, should I say, as well. You know, I've been to watch them with uh, Karen the other day with the team and obviously with the owner you know so that has been really beneficial that the owner's been here for a week so trying to build a relationship and understand um, how we can operate and work together has been good so for me it's been a positive 13 days so far and I'm really looking forward to the game on Easter Friday against Doncaster now I think from my point of view I've utilised the time really well I could have st- I could have stayed I could have joined other football clubs mm. But for me, I've, I've utilised the time well. Always learning. You know, we talk about high-performance teams. I think if you follow me on social media, you've seen I've put a lot of stuff out over the years, uh, over the last you know, period of time anyway. Always learning different things. How can you improve yourself? How can you understand what the latest trends are? How the times are moving? How you can help get the best out of individuals? How can you help get the best out of it as a group and a team? Looking at the different tactics that are going on. And when you're in full-time football and when you're playing every three days, 
you quite often don't have the opportunity for your CPD, your continual professional development, and you're learning all the time. So uh, it's been good to be able to do that because, and again, do things you can't do when you're on that treadmill of, of being a manager where it is 24-7, seven days a week, you know, when, it, when it's full on. So I've actually benefited, I think, from the time uh, because I've been busy looking to learn and looking to improve, and I think that's an, that's an important message. There we go, Big Nige. Um, I mean, let's talk about the second part of it first then. So obviously, you know, he's had this time off and, and he used it, uh, he used a phrase that when I heard it, it sends shivers down my spine, CPD. He's talking about your, your sort of personal development. And I was like, oh, people at work always talk about that. And it makes you think about stuff you've got to do outside, extra stuff to do. But obviously, Nigel, something that he takes very seriously and something that he used his time out of the game to, to look at properly, Nathan. Um, you, you know, as a manager, I guess I guess there are always new new techniques and new tricks and all sorts of new things that, that you can learn. And Nigel was obviously... You know, he strikes me as quite a progressive character and someone who wants to, to find out everything there is out there about the game. Yeah, I think so. I think the thing is, Nigel, as obviously everyone knows, he's positive. And, but one thing he does strive for is that you just improve yourself. You know, you just improve yourself every day. You learn new things every day. Every single one of us learn new things. So, And I think all that CPD really in short for is just improve yourself. So, And um, obviously that goes a long way in terms of obviously as a, as a person and as obviously as a club and trying to achieve goals that we all want to achieve by going, going up and get promoted and et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's just a, it's just a, I know you can get, it can be a bit convoluted with in, in the corporate world of, of work in office work, which all of us, some of us obviously do. And you get all like you were saying, you get all those personal development plans and all that jazz. Um, but I think, yeah, it will just be simply in like what you, what you're good at, what you're not so good at. Can we improve that? Then great. I think that I think it's a good way to be instead of being an old school disciplinarian and um he's just looking at it another way and obviously you've worked on us so far, so we've got to remember players are human as well. I mean, yeah, they're good at kicking a ball around, but they are human as well, so it might actually work with them. Mm. I mean, is that something you worried about, Tom, that, that Nigel had been out of the game for you know, not that long, a couple of years, obviously turned down a new contract at Hull. Uh, he tells us that he had uh, had, had um, opportunities to go into other clubs that weren't the right one for him. So, you know, it's sort of his decision as well. It's not like, you know, he's out of the game because he couldn't get a job. But, I mean, did that worry you, the fact he'd been out for a couple of years? I mean, is there is there that much difference between League One football now and, you know, w- w- how it was a couple of years ago? Uh, I think that's that's the important thing there is you look at who he is, uh, and and the, the team he's managing and I, it didn't worry me I think when you see someone who's been out of the game for a lot longer um, I know Curbs is always the one who's dragged up as the example and I don't necessarily think that's fair either but lots of the managers that sort of stumble back into Premier League jobs who've been out for a year or two the reason that they ultimately then fail is because they're they're the older managers the old school managers they're not progressive and so they come back to a Premier League that, let's face it, changes year on year on year with the quality and the turnover of players. And and so it's very different. I think League One, I don't think probably changes and transforms to quite the same extent. And I think that in Nigel, you've got a manager who, who as we've all said, is progressive, does take his time. You know, I'm not going to compare him to, to some of the, the, the very great managers, but, you know, there are a couple of names out there who have gone and taken sabbaticals taken a year out and they've come back and done fine and the reason is because they progress and they do develop themselves and they and they use that time wisely they don't just go and sit on a beach in Marbella and wait for the phone to ring and and come back and manage West Brom to relegation for example so I think it wasn't something that concerned me it wasn't a name that stood out straight away but as he started to rise up through the odds and it started to become clear he was going to be the next manager I looked at his record at the clubs and I thought about the type of manager he is and, and what I did know about him. And I, I'm pleased that we've got him in now. And I'm really interested to see how he gets on. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see him there. I think his positivity, as we've all said, has been infectious. And I'm not going to judge him too much on the next 10, 10 or so games. But I think with a good summer, it could be a very interesting season next year. Yeah, certainly uh, could be. Now, the other part of that was obviously we're talking about the fresh start, the international break, you know, how excited he is. Again, we you know, we heard about the, the opportunity he sees. But there, there will be players in this side, Nathan, who need a, a, a clean slate, you know, 
Deji, probably one of them. Gilby mentioned as well. Um, I mean, are there any players that you think, you know, obviously quite a few fell foul of, of Lee Boyer who could be staking a claim to get back in this side? I mean, we, we can't just say the only reason they were playing badly was Bowyer. Obviously, they've got to take some of that responsibility for mm. themselves, though, as well, I guess. Yeah, no, of course. I think, um, I know we joke about him a lot, but I think a player that would probably thrive under Nigel is Johnny Williams. I think um, the character that Nigel Wu is, is something that Johnny needs. Um, and I think he'd probably play really well under someone like that, just to make him believe in himself a little bit, really. Um, but, I mean, in terms of players, I mean, yeah, it's been well documented of who's been sort of maybe making too many mistakes or, um, you know, clean slates. But also, if you go the other way and look at players that, you think that can you can, they can give more and they've got so much more to give. People like Albie Morgan, I think, you know, learning the game and making him believe in himself. And I just think there's so many other players which are trying to think off the top of my head. And you've got players out on loan. You know, I think um, Josh Davison's doing okay down at Forest Green. You know, so you've got loads of players that not only can have maybe a point to prove, but some, some of them that haven't proved the point yet um, because they're young. And they can thrive and forget about players like Ozzy. You know, he's not even here. So I don't even know if he's gone permanently, actually. But, um, yeah, I just think you've got loads of players who can try and improve and then try and build for next season. Certainly. Right, let's uh, get some predictions in for the game against uh, Doncaster Rovers then on Good Friday. Nath, how do you see it going? I'm going to go for a 2-1 win. Nice. Tom? I'm going to... Ronnie Schwartz double. Oh, take a bit of that. Tom? Yeah. Uh, 1-0. Yeah. Ronnie Schwartz single. Yep. Omar Bogle no. own goal. Yes. Imagine, <laughs> imagine the scenes if he actually belts one, top bins. <laughs> does, does, does the old cup ears to Nigel Atkins and forgot that Bogle ain't there anymore. <laughs> I was, yeah, that would be very good. Right, so we've come to you. How, how are you guys? Uh, I just realised now that we're actually allowed out and about again, how have you mm. guys celebrated going out? Have, have you left the house yet, out. Nathan? Are you allowed out of the house? I've not. No, I've not gone out. I've been working all this week. So literally, I looked out the... Um, Looked out the window yesterday. I was halfway through the day and it was glorious, but um, I haven't had a chance yet. On Friday, I might be going out on my bike for the first time in a while, so I might be going down to the Kent Coast again. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't been out yet. Uh, I'll have to probably come and see you boys, yeah. um, even though we're a bit further away now. Yeah. Um, I'm moving deeper into Surrey. Yeah, I guess so you all come this way. We ain't going that way. We're not desperate. Um, Tom, you been, have, you, have you enjoyed the, the lifting of restrictions? We're getting closer and closer to all being in a studio together once more. Terrifying, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, like Nath, I've, I've been working this week, so I haven't had a chance yet. But Easter weekend, we'll see the parents. I haven't seen them for about three or four months, so that'll be nice. Mm. So, yeah, looking forward to... Uh, Getting in a pub garden with you boys and having a beer. Yeah, That'd be nice. Sounds good. sounds good. So anyone, yeah, anyone who's able to get together with your mates and watch a game in a garden or something over the over the weekend, enjoy. Uh, slowly getting there. So it won't be that long till we're all back at the Valley again, and I cannot wait for that. Right, we've run out of time on the, this week's uh, Big Match Preview. Thanks to all of you uh, who've joined in. Thank you to Tom and to Nathan for joining me on the Big Match Preview. Cheers, boys. Cheers, mate. Good to have you both with me. I'm Louis Mendes. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Easter Sunday with a look back at whatever happens against Doncaster. Let's hope it's three points for Big Niger's addict side. We'll see you later.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.